is the Big Church Podcast. Good morning, Big Church. Woo! We are so glad to have you here online with us in our online service. And I'm just going to answer a few questions that you may have. Uh, No, I did not grow my hair overnight and darken my skin. and, And no, I'm not Pastor Rich or Pastor Mindy. My name is Pastor Brandon Heyman, and I've been blessed with the opportunity by Pastor Rich and Pastor Mindy to bring a word today. And I'm so appreciative of them. During this time, they have just told me how much they trusted me and showed confidence in me. And it's really helped in my growth and even being on this stage right now. So a little bit background about me. Um, This is my first time preaching. So if y'all could leave some comments in the chat, uh, pray for your boy. I'm going to need it. Um, But I have a beautiful and amazing wife named Casey. I have a son named Elijah. We have a baby on the way. We don't know if it's a girl or a boy, but uh, we'll figure it out when it happens. Um, And I'm 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 here on a mission. Uh, Two years ago, I I was living in Birmingham. We were living in Birmingham, and God told me to move our family to Louisville, and I didn't really know why I was fighting it. And now to come, come to find out, I'm here and speaking on this stage and looking back, it makes sense. Um, a little bit more about me. My parents are here. They've been a great support. My family, I have extended family that um, has been praying for me and friends that have been praying for me. And I just love y'all. Appreciate it. Shout out to y'all. Um, but enough about me. We are in a series called Revival. And Pastor Rich and Pastor Minnie have done an amazing job the last four weeks It's our move, um, revival with Paul and Silas. Where do you stand? And steward your gift last week with Mother's Day. So quick question, who's ready for the quarantine to be over? Yeah, me too. Two hands raised. I am so ready to just be able to interact with people and physically and, you know, dap them up and look them in their eyes. You know, when you got the mask on, it's hard to look them in the eyes, but... I'm so ready. And a few weeks ago, my pop sent me something about quarantine, the word quarantine, and it really spoke to me and kind of drove this message. So the definition of quarantine is a state or period of originally 40 days of enforced isolation. And the Latin root word for quarantine is 40, this number 40. And in the Bible, we can see 40 show up time and time again. And you may be asking, Brandon, okay, what does 40 have to do with revival? And what does quarantine have to do with revival? I'm glad you asked. So we can see that, and God has revealed to me that quarantine comes before revival. And in Acts, the story of the revival of the church, Jesus had resurrected And 40 days after he resurrected, he ascended back into heaven. Then 10 days after that, we know what is called the Pentecost, the 50th day after resurrection. So that was a revival of the church. And in Genesis, Noah was on an ark and the rains came down and the floods for 40 days before the whole pretty much human population was restarted or revived. And and Moses and the Israelites were in the desert searching for the promised land for 40 years. And Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights before he received the 10 commandments. Jesus 
fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights before he started his ministry. And there's 40 weeks typically between the beginning and end of a pregnancy. And and I say that because my wife is pregnant, so it's, you know, it's heavy on my mind. Um, And this might be a little bit of a reach, but it's year 2020 and 20 plus 20 is 40. And, And here at Big Church, we believe this year is a year of revival, a shift, a change. So what we can see is that quarantine is the precursor for revival. And that gets me to the title of my message today, which is Quarantine Diaries. So, so most folks, at least young folks, may know what Quarantine Diaries are. Uh, if you don't, I'm going to let you know. Um, so Quarantine Diaries is this hashtag on social media to show what you're doing during this quarantine. And for example, it would be like Quarantine Diaries, day 57. And some people are sleeping during this time. Some people are preparing Uh, Some people are working, essential workers, we thank you, we appreciate it. But my question to you today is, how are you waiting? Are you waiting, Lord, hurry up, let's wrap it up, wrap it up. Are you waiting, Lord, at your service? Lord, lead me, guide me, speak to my heart in this time. And the Bible gives us a common theme for revival. There's quarantine accompanied with an attack by the enemy and then revival. So let's get into this word. I got a little Old Testament, a little New Testament. Um, This is my first time preaching a sermon, so I'm going to lean on the word and let the Bible preach itself. Okay. So in Genesis chapter 7, this is the story of Noah, and to give some background, Noah um, was in a time where the people were violent and corrupt on the earth, and God looked down and he said, ah, I'm mad at these people. Why, like, why are they being so bad? And he was like, I'm just going to destroy them. And, but he found favor in Noah, and he spoke to Noah to build an ark um, and bring two of every animal on. Most of y'all know this story. Hopefully, I give a different perspective on it today, though. And, and that's where we pick up in Genesis 7, verse 17. So the Bible says, For 40 days the flood kept coming on the earth, and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. And I'm going to skip down to verse 23. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. So what we can see here is that this 40 days was a time of cleansing, a time of isolation, a time of quarantine for Noah and his family. And if you think that your quarantine is bad, just imagine being on an ark with two of every kind of animal that you have to you know, feed and, and clean up after. I got, I got one little guy that I got to clean up after and it's not fun. Um, so count your blessings. Um, but this is Noah's quarantine part of the story. And what most people, most people know that part, but what most people skip over or don't realize is there was an attack by the enemy as well. And in Genesis 9, chapter 9, verse 20, The Bible says, Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant a vineyard. When he drank of its wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered in his tent. And so this was the attack in in Noah's story. This was the attack of the enemy. And the thing about this attack was Noah was unaware of the attack. Um, Most theologians believe that 
this was the first vineyard ever planted. He didn't understand the, the repercussions of drinking wine, right? And he lay naked in his tent. Um, and I think sometimes we as Christians or even not as Christians can go through this life of um, being unprepared or unaware of the attacks of the enemy. And I believe in this time of quarantine, we need to be prepared with the word, with, the pr- with prayer and pray into it. But to cap it off, this story of Noah, the revival of it was that God blessed him and his family to be fruitful and multiply on the earth. And they essentially restarted the human race or revived, revival of the human race. And so we move on to the story of Moses and the Israelites. And most of y'all may know this story as well. Um, But the Israelites have been delivered out of slavery from Egypt. And they are on their way to the promised land, the land that God has promised them, their revival. And they ended up being in the wilderness or the desert for 40 years before they made it to the promised land. And, And during this time in the 40 years, Moses, who led them out of Egypt, went up to Mount Sinai to receive the Ten Commandments. And while he was up there, we can see what the Israelites did while they were waiting in their time of quarantine. And that's where we pick up in Exodus 32, verse 1. So verse 1 says, When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain. And I just want to stop right there. When the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain or when the people saw how long the quarantine was taking, or when the people saw how long they were single and they weren't married yet with babies, or when the people saw how long they were were in the job that they hated, or when the people saw how long they were without a job. And, And what we can see from this is when the people saw how long Moses was taking, whatever comes after that is birthed out of boredom. So the Israelites were bored, and therefore what comes after this is birthed out of boredom. And so we continue in verse 1. It says, they gathered around Aaron, who is Moses' older brother, and said, come make us gods, little g-gods, who will go before us. And as for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Aaron answered him, take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. And I skip down to verse 7. In that time... Uh, Aaron built a golden calf for them and they started to worship it and have festivals and parties. So so verse seven says, then the Lord said to Moses, go down because your people whom you have brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. The same type of people in in, in Noah's story. They have been quick to turn away from what I've commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it, sacrificed to it and have said, these are your gods, Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Verse nine, I love this right here. I've seen these people, the Lord said to Moses, and they are stiff-necked people. Now leave me alone so that my anger may burn against them and I may destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation. So I want to pause right there. So God called the Israelites stiff-necked. And and I don't know if you've ever had a stiff-necked. I'm thinking about five or six stiff-necked people I know. But if you've ever had a stiff-necked or had a crick in your neck, you're unable to see anything other than your current circumstances. And if, and if God's calling you to go this way, it's going to take you a long time to turn around and see what he has to say. And, and in verse 10, it also says that the Lord was going to destroy them. Then I will make you into a great nation or then you'll get your revival. And 
sometimes we can get distracted and stiff-necked in our current circumstances and not pray into the next season of revival that God has for us. And, and it took, or it should have taken, 11 days between Egypt and the promised land to get there. However, because of this disobedience, this unfaithfulness, it extended the revival. It delayed the revival to 40 years because a whole generation had to be destroyed because of their unfaithfulness. So watch what you birthed out of boredom because it could delay your revival. So still in the story of Moses, Moses found this out. Uh, he got mad. He was up on, the, on Mount Sinai. He came down. He actually had the Ten Commandments. He came down. He threw the tablets um, that had the Ten Commandments on them and broke them. He ended up having to go back up. I'd be so mad. Back up to the mountain on Mount Sinai. And um, Exodus 34, verse 28 is where we pick up where Moses is back up there with the Lord. Verse 28 says, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights, going back to quarantine, without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. So this was Moses' time of quarantine. He was fasting in this time. He was going without in this time. And what we can see here is something had to die in order to be revived, right? Whenever, when, it, when it says he's fasting and praying, something is dying and starving within him in order to be revived. And in this waiting period for the Israelites, they were distracted, they were bored, they were unfocused, and that led way for them to be attacked by the enemy spiritually, right? And once you're attacked spiritually, then, then the enemy can attack you in other facets of your life, physically, emotionally, psychologically, financially, right? But in this time, we need to be building our weapons and our armor so that we can fend off the enemy and attack the enemy ourselves. In Hebrews 4.12, the Bible says, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, it penetrates to even the dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is our weapon. The word of God is our weapon. And Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 also goes into our armor that we have. It says we have the belt of truth and the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. And we have, we have a shield of faith and peace in our feet. And it goes on to end and it says that the sword of the spirit is the word of God. That sword. So shashink, that, that's that sword that we have. And uh, as I was preparing for this, I remember playing my brother uh, back in the day, my little brother Caleb. I know you're watching. Shout out. Um, playing him in Tekken on PS1. So that's PlayStation 1 for y'all young folks. Uh, PS1 is kind of old school, but I'm not old. But um, we were playing this tech, and this is just a one-on-one -on -one combat game. And I figured out one character that had this one move that couldn't be stopped. And I just kept hitting him with licks. Bop, 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 bop. Hitting him. And he couldn't do anything. His only plan of attack was to defend himself. So he would put up his blockers. And eventually he got tired of it. He's like, bro, like, do something else. Like, let's do something else. And he got tired of it, and he quit. He was like, I'm not... Not about to play you, about to you just gonna hit me with the same move, and this is boring, right? And I think that's how some of us can be, where we may have the, the armor or pieces of the armor, the salvation, the shield of faith, but 
when the enemy is attacking us, we're just holding our blockers up with in defense and not using the word of God, which is our weapon, that shashink, that, that sword. And that's what we need to be doing. We need to be building our armor and, and sharpening our sword. Love you, bro. But back to the Israelites, so we can see that in this quarantine period of 40 years and in Moses' quarantine period of 40 days and 40 nights when he was fasting with the Lord, um, it was accompanied by an attack of the enemy, which was, in this case, Israelites' boredom. But we know on the other side of this quarantine and on the other side of this attack was revival. And that is what we are looking for. We're looking for revival. And, and the thing about this is the Israelites were in the wilderness. They were in the desert. And we always think the wilderness, the desert is a bad place, but the revival was birthed out of the wilderness. So if you're facing a wilderness right now, understand that the revival is birthed out of the wilderness. So my last quarantine diary story for how you wait before a revival is about a name, man named Jesus. Ooh, I love that name. Something about the name Jesus. I can't sing, but I wish I could. Um, and in Matthew 4, it kind of goes into the story of quarantine for Jesus, his time of quarantine, his time of isolation, his time of waiting. Um, and in verse 2 of Matthew 4, the Bible says, after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. So he was starving again. He, things had to die off. He was without. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, i.e. the word of God, shashink, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, it is also written. I love this. It is also written. Do not put the Lord your God to the test. And what we can see here that the devil tried to use the word against Jesus. But Jesus came with the discerning word. So what this told me and how it talked to me was that sometimes we can use the word to fulfill our own will. And that's the devil speaking to us in our own will. But we need to make sure we are discerning in the word so that we fulfill God's will. And Jesus goes on to deny the, the tempter, the devil, three times in total. And each time with the word. And I just love that. And again, revival was birthed out of the wilderness. Jesus was in the wilderness fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And as I close, this time of quarantine is a time to dive into the word, build our armor, sharpen our swords. And let's remember that the theme of revival is quarantine accompanied with an attack of the enemy and then revival. And as I've learned, it's not always easy. I always thought it was just quarantine, revival. It's a time of isolation, then I get what I want. No, 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 or what God's called for me. That's not how it works. And I'll be doing you a disservice to tell you that this journey was easy. I know for me, I had my own time of quarantine prior to this pandemic. Um, 
it was 21 days of prayer and fasting here at Big Church. And I went through that and it was an amazing time. But I felt like God was telling me, we need, you need to fast and pray for 21 more days. So roughly 40 days or 42 days. And during this time, I was praying into uh, having another kid, uh, being on the stage, speaking to y'all, and just God's will in my life. And I wish I would have prepared for this message back then because I found myself unprepared for the attack of the enemy. And the devil started to attack me with, with greed, deceit, uh, just, just anxiousness, impatience. And I was just unaware. I was out there. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't perfect. I was naked like Noah. And I was sitting there like, what? What is going on? Why is all this happening to me? But God did not want to see the revival, the revival of me even standing on the stage and speaking to you right now. And you may find yourself in an attack right now from the enemy. You may be wondering what is going on. And I come here to tell you today that revival is near. You need to stay close to the Lord. And, and for me, the way I overcame it was not by my own will. It was by the word of God. It was by people around me praying for me. My wife keeping me on steer. She, she like got the yoke on me. I'm just sure, right back. That's the people I had in my life. And, and one thing I'll tell you is that at the end of this message, in the chat, there'll be a link so that you can get prayer. If you're in an attack right now, this is the time for you to get prayer, to get people around you that will intercede on your behalf. So my question to you again is, how are you waiting before this revival? And this is not just a message to the church. This is a message to anyone under the sound of my voice. If you have yet to receive Jesus Christ as your savior, or you want to recommit your life, I pray that you first accept him as your Lord and Savior, then ask for forgiveness. And then you must repent and turn and not be stiff-necked. So if you would, church, please say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins that I have birthed out of boredom. Lord, let me not be stiff-necked and be able to repent and turn from my previous ways. Prepare me for the challenges that are to come and cover me in your shield. Please kill off the old me and bring in a new me. Today, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. And if you made a decision today to give your life to Christ or recommit your life to Christ, we want to know. In the chat, there'll be a link for you to, to connect with us and because this is just the first step, there's more steps and we can get you on that path for more steps. And also, you can also click that link to get prayer. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church Podcast.